Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat, Sleep, Elite, Repeat Podcast. Introducing first, the most electrifying host in all the professional wrestling podcasts, Gnarly Charlie. And the other half of our hosting I love duo, it. I love it. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am Dude. the Duke of Derbs, also known as Garrett. That was fucking beautiful. I love every minute of it. How you doing, right. Garrett? How's today I'm, going? I'm, dude, it's my birthday. I'm having a I'm having a chill out little day. Motherfucking birthday, Shogun. Really, no. I'm just I'm just having a good day. I took the day off streaming today. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, uh, just having a good time. You know. But anyway, Absolutely, I enjoyed. Brother. I actually sat, I enjoyed sitting down and watching some wrestling at the end of my night. It was pretty chill. Um, but anyway, um, I like the end of my night. Like we're literally here right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> Rampage so being good. that perfect hour long, man, it just it flows so. Why are not other wrestling shows an hour long? I don't understand I don't, that. I mean, hey, I, I guess I, NXT was for a long time. It was, and, and that was when NXT I feel like flowed its best. Right? Maybe so, that's their take on that. It's like they saw how NXT was successful for so long, and then like extending NXT didn't make it worse, but it just. It just something about just the nice segments. short and sweet. Everything's everything's whistles. It's like I I really like the structure of Dyna, of uh, Rampage, and tonight was one of those nights. All right, we made it on Botchamania already in the first thirty seconds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so yeah, we're gonna talk about everything that happened this week. Um, but first, <laughs> I like how oh, was a little thing on the end. Um, but first, first I'm going to let the cat in while you're, while you, uh, talk, but why don't you go ahead and tell me what your favorite thing out of wrestling was this week, Charlie? All right. Last week we were match guys this week. I definitely could have been a match guy myself. There's some fun matches this week. There's some fun news this week, but all in all, I'm a promo guy this week, Garrett. One of them stuck out to me. And it was surprising because if you had told me this coming into the week, I no way in hell I would have picked it. I might have picked the match because we've been pumping up our boys, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel, and they finally get a match on TV together. They got the win on uh, Dark, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit here. Oh, yeah. But after the match, Arn Anderson cuts just an awesome fucking promo, dude. Like, it, this was a very enjoyable promo. So basically... It kind of starts off with uh, he's just kind of calling out Cody like, "Look, you you left you left your boots in the ring, and we never talked about what happened with that, right? Like, we, we got to talk about that. You can't just walk away and not talk about it." And then he goes on to call him. He doesn't coach losers, and he says Cody is the kind of guy where if someone came and took his car, Cody'd be like, "Oh no, go ahead, you can have it, you can have it, no problem." But Arn's the kind of guy that would pull off the Glock, put it between his eyes, and shoot the motherfucker in the face. And I'm telling you right now, Garrett. Spill his brains on the pavement. (laughs) That was the line. What a line. I can't believe you can get away with saying that on TNT, first of all. I I love it, man. It it makes it feel more real. It's little things like that that we always go to that just make it feel like you you could actually buy Arn Anderson saying that. And I saw someone had a funny line today. Uh. For everyone, anyone who watches SmackDown, Seth uh, broke into broke into Edge's house, right? And someone someone was saying, "You won't see him doing that to Arn Anderson's house." <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. But wasn't there? A, wasn't there? I mean, we usually try to avoid talking about the video. I think there was literally a segment on WWE TV once where someone pulled out a gun as someone broke into their house. Yes, yeah, so like, I, I believe it's an infamous Stone Cold segment. Could be wrong there, but 
Uh, I think you might be right, yeah. But um, it was either Stone Cold. There was a couple of people that were doing like a similar thing. Like I don't know why they made Stone Cold a home invader. I guess I could see Stone Cold doing it if he was mad, but I don't know. When it went stuff parallels like that. So I, I mean, but going into it, I, I was very into this match by the whole segment just by seeing Matt Seidel and Dante Martin because we've been pumping them up, man. That is a fun tag team. I think I sent to you as a joke uh, after I watched that match this week. I was like, um, Dante Martin versus Ricochet would be ninety like percent in the air. I was like, I called it a levitation match, ladder yes. match, which requires no ladders. They could literally have a ladder match. I've also always thought there's probably a guy out there with the way that Ricochet and Dante Martin are like innovating, uh, high flying. There's going to be a guy eventually that can literally do the jump. I mean, it's already been done, but like who can literally successfully jump to the title from without a ladder and actually retrieve it. And it'd be the most amazing oh, spot of all time. That someone's got it. Yes. But it's also super dangerous. So maybe don't try it at all because no. it's super dangerous. But like. How about you, man? What was what stuck out to you in this beautiful week of wrestling? We had some good matches, some good promos. Yeah, I'm always a match guy, first and foremost. If a great match happens on either of the shows. And it really was a toss up for me this week. Okay. I, I'm. Like, because there were two, both opening matches were just really, really great wrestling matches. I love this trend of opening opening the the show with a great wrestling match. Actually, WWE was doing this pretty consistently with Raw. It's a great start. And last week with Dynamite and Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Continue this trend. It's just keep, please open the show with great wrestling and then close the show with anything that's going to be rough in case so people can check out if they want to, you know? Like, that's, listen, the third hour of Raw. (laughs) <laughs> anyway um dark times yeah anyway um 2016 was rough anyway um <laughs> but yeah anyway um i i really enjoyed i don't know how i managed to go that entire time without saying it uh jungle boy versus uh adam cole really was like inc- such a great match the psychology like of adam cole just saying no i'm gonna take control of this match for like a while with just these headlocks like it reminded me of like what I used to see him do on the independent scene. Like that's like a classic ring of honor, Adam Cole match, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Like headlocks, d- controlling the pace, dictating it. And like, I love that they put him over as the veteran in this match. At- Adam Cole, while he's technically young, he is a veteran. Yes. This I point, love it. World champion. NXT is a world title. Yep. Yeah. I, I actually, there was a spot in this match that I was like, uh, not entirely sure who was going to win when okay. when Jungle Boy locked in that snare trap toward the end. I thought I actually thought he was going to win. Like, yep. and yep. then of course the interference. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like that makes sense. Adam Cole using his ring knowledge. I like too that when he cut the promo after this match, that he talked about how it was his experience that won in the match and he took a shortcut, but he beat him on his own because he wanted to prove that he could basically. Like I was like, Oh, what are you? What are you? Are you actually you. a heel or not? Like, yeah. Right. Like, what are you? Like Adam Cole is just killing it. He's my, my favorite thing on AEW television right now. And I just, I can't, oh, no, it's all about that. bow. Exactly. Um, what do you think of his finisher being called the boom now and not the last shot? I think it flows um, with the character. I think it does. I you know, obviously the last shot's a better name. I think definitely, you know, but like, definitely. But you obviously can't use you know. You try to respect the IPs and stuff like that. And obviously, if if if, if it wasn't like you know potentially if AEW didn't have so much momentum, I think that maybe you wouldn't even care. You know, but like it's obviously the moves matter. But then like also like certain people do obviously have like the names of their finish. Like Steampunk's still using the GTS. You know what I mean? Like so. Yep. 
I think it's a choice by him, you know. Um, but I think he just I like it. elevated it for like this new care, this new version of Adam Cole. And the Super Click is slowly becoming my favorite faction. Like <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. I'm glad that they're not overplaying that spot. By the way, I hope it only comes up in big matches where the kiss thing. Like I hope yep. they. Yep. Yeah, I hope that's only a big deal. Like like yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, we'll talk more Let's, about we'll talk more about that segment as a whole when we get into. That actually works out a lot super of stuff. nicely the way that I'm me picking that segment and us flowing right into it because that's literally the first segment we're going to talk about. <laughs> um uh when we get to dynamite so uh it'll flow really nicely with the show but um do we want to talk about uh dark and dark elevation first before we get there yeah definitely so dark elevation was a very short one because this was shot before uh grand slam and you know i think they relatively didn't want to uh have that here's five hours of wrestling exactly (laughs) we had three matches three squash matches uh thunder rosa picked up a victory to a massive pop um, we had Silver Reynolds five and ten of the Dark Order, which got, I cannot believe how over the Dark Order still is. And they were all over television again this week, and they picked up a nice vi- a victory. Those guys, especially ten, and we'll kind of get into this uh, a little later because I really liked uh, ten this week on Dynamite. That they were really good in elevation again, and then uh, just to send the crowd home or we'll hype them up feeling happy, Garrett. None other than Mr. Paul White, no more BS, beats up three fucking lawyer-looking jobbers. Oh, no. <laughs> and Garrett, he slaps the piss out of some of these poor men. So Dude, much chops. So, oh. The gun club came out and was standing on the, uh, on the, I'm blanking, whatever the hell it is. They're standing out there, and they're, they're laughing because he's hitting them so hard. So, Standing at ringside, like, what, what are you looking for? Like the apron? Uh, still what? at the entrance. I don't know where the ramp. Oh, the ramp. The there ramp. we go. There we go. That was a brain fart for you. Botchamania <laughs> number two already. Here we go. Goes <laughs> blanking on a ramp. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a fun little dark elevation. It's fun to see the crowd. AEW dark, however, kicks off. Santana Garrett, uh, another one of NXT's slash WWE's. Well, she was actually supposed to go to WWE main roster. She's another one of those, but she never debuted. And she was welcomed, and she will face Diamante next week, who just got out of her feud with, uh, son of a bitch. I am blanking so much today. I, I don't, I don't know. What, 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 Big what, 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 Swole. Big okay. Swole. I was like, it's not no Swole. Guys, you gotta understand, I just recently got back into wrestling, and I wasn't watching AEW, because, like, as, like, I I just didn't know that it got... My brain is just scrambled from the night I'm no help to him right now. Yeah. (laughs) But either way, so Santana Garrett's being welcomed, and this is kind of something that we'll talk about a little bit with a lot of these contracts are up now, and we saw it all over TV this week in AEW and Impact and uh, New Japan Strong, and... uh, other victories we got in Dark this week. We had a bunch. Thunder Rosa, which her picking up two victories because she's wrestling on Rampage makes sense. Private Party, Kiara Hogan. Now, there is a, a note here with Kiara Hogan. Kiara Hogan left Impact in July. Okay. But during Tuesday's AEW Dark, Excalibur has said that a- uh, Kiara Hogan has recently signed with AEW. So, um, we, de- we didn't get an announcement like we got for uh, our boy Leo Rush, but... 
as I, I believe we should know that she's signed now. Yeah, I think that's pretty I, safe to say. I mean, Excalibur yeah. is literally high as AEW. I mean, they could say that and it not be true, but it's, you know, I think he's, I think they told him, yeah, go ahead and say it. We just, we're, yeah. even if she wasn't exactly signed, like that might've been like the, we're saying it, it's going to happen kind of thing. We had a 10 pick up a match, a pick up a victory from the dark order, a new tag team, Garrett, Cesar mm-hmm. Bononi and Adrian Jowd, two former okay. NXT Brazilian guys that they wanted to get started in Ooh. a tag team that they ran okay. it on the house shows, never brought it to the to the uh, t- television show. Mm-hmm. Cesar Bononi has, has had good matches, and Adrian Jowd, he's, he's the black belt. They're, they're Brazilian. It's really cool. One half of a tag team can be a worse wrestler than the other. That's allowed. Exactly. <laughs> and and he was he was very green in WWE. They recently... Uh, the last thing I remember from him was they brought him with that raw underground, and that was—I mean, hey, it was what it was—it was fun for a little bit, and he—that was theoretically a spot he should shine in. They got another massive star out of that, though. Uh, Lance Archer picks up a victory, makes sense for what we know for next week. Julia Hart picks up a victory. I have not seen much of Julia Hart wrestle. Thought she looked all right. All right, he has returned. Ricky Starks picks up a nice victory. That is something I want to keep an eye on. Um, Evil right. wants to do Grayson of the Dark Order, Bear Country, and we cap it all off with Dante Martin and Matt Seidel main eventing, picking up the victory over QT Marshall and Aaron Solo of the Factory. All right. So we got a couple things on Dark. Dark was an actual uh, pretty decent show this week in terms of just not just, you know, run-of-the-mill matches for, for Dynamite or Rampage. We had some news come out of it. You know, Santana Guerra, Kiera Hogan. New tag teams, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel, which obviously they featured that on Dynamite, but I, Garrett, I love that tag team. Yeah, it's great. That's a really great team that I they, they need to push forward uh, as like an actual team. Maybe even give them like a team name, like I don't, or maybe not. I mean, maybe they're okay with what they are, but like I prefer. I could see them having like a cool name. I'm not sure what it is, yeah. but oh, there's one other thing on Elevation I got to talk about. Okay, so Tony Khan, they said this is kind of a dark for Elevation. Um, so this was between the grand slam. I'm sure they were just switching everything from dynamite to rampage. And Tony Khan was challenged to a rap battle by the, the acclaimed (laughs) Garrett, would you believe me if I told you he actually kind of did killed this? So he didn't actually come out and do a rap battle. What he did was he came out and he's like, well, I know what you wanted, but I brought someone to battle with me. He brings a little Uzi vert. (laughs) And then, and then he cuts a couple lines, something like "I'm the CEO" and "I'll suspend you again." It, he had obviously flowed to it. I can't remember the lines, but it was along those. It was pretty funny. It got good pops. Tony Khan was so pumped up for Grand Slam. I love to see that energy. He was just talking about like, "Get ready for Rampage, Rampage." But yeah, I mean, decent week of dark. Dark, dark itself was actually really good. Sounds like it was. I mean, anything featuring Dante Martin and Matt Seidel at any point, you can. I mean, I'm you know, I when I saw them because you know I get it in my feed now, like the the dark stuff shows up in my in my YouTube feed now. Um, I, I I almost clicked when I saw their names. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh okay, you definitely know? a match worth watching if you get bored this weekend. All right, definitely. I probably will because I've been looking for something. I've been looking for content lately and wrestling. That's why I got back into wrestling because I was like, you know, I've been looking for some content to get back into. Wrestling is something I can sink my teeth into and find different avenues to watch it. And you know, it's the best way so. to put it, man. It, there's so much of it everywhere. Always too. Like there's always people out and if, like, and if it's not in the United States, like AW obviously exists now and Impact and Ring of Honor, all those places. But like you know, 
like there was a time when it was pretty much just impact and there was nothing really else. And so those were the two places you went to work and ring of honor was like where all the really indie guys were, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're, you know, so many of AEW. Yeah. All the guys that were, well, think about it. That's who they, that was a big first break before they went after WWE's talent, other than the ones that they could establish that were already on, you know, up contract, like Jericho and Moxley at the time, like, um, so they many really Ring go of after. Honor they went mostly after Ring of Honor talent at first, you know, because that's who they Ring could get. Ring of Honor was not happy with AEW when they no. they there was some blood between them and the Bucks <laughs> and and Kenny and Japan. It was ugly, man. When they first what, started, what, didn't Kenny have dates left or something? No, they just it was long story short. They kind of just stripped uh, his and Kota Ibushi's little get together, and then they tried to create the next Kenny Omega and Jay White. Literally, just tried to recreate Kenny Omega. Eh, he's I evolved mean, from that character at least oh absolutely but, yeah but like yeah i know what you mean like it's a, yeah they needed another foreigner to take his spot but now but now they're in a they're in a good spot i mean Shingo i mean Takagi it's kenny's career what, okay for, okay to, to japanese wrestling fans like it's kenny's career he didn't he he was a wrestler before he came to japan he's a wrestler after he leaves japan you know what i mean well, yeah like, i think they were just i think a lot of the wrestling companies were just salty when it first started. And now oh, they've yeah. obviously established that partnership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to let – I'm sure Brian Danielson will be wrestling at the uh, Wrestle Kingdom and stuff. And You know what? I could see him being in the G1 this year, dude. Well, probably next year. The G1 is still point. weird this year. Oh, really? Yeah, because it, it's hard getting into Japan. Oh, so the G1 is all true. Japanese uh, talent. Gotcha. All, all new Japan sense. sign guys. Or like, I'm saying, I could see him, like, investing in it, like, like, talking about being in a tournament either this year or next year, like you were saying. like Oh, definitely. Because, I don't know, getting it sucks that it's hard to get into Japan right now. That's probably why there's not, like, a whole lot of people just debuting That's why there. if people are doing Japan, they're doing the New Japan Strong, which is based in the U.S. Uh, Will Ospreay just made his return, and that's where he's wrestling they should, and stuff. They should do... Um, I like how Will Ospreay can't get into Japan, but he can get into the United States. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway um yeah all right so let's talk about uh the actual you know the on television shows this week let's start with dynamo so we already talked about a little bit about um jungle boy versus adam cole but do did you give your thoughts on that match yeah um i'm with you i really liked it i think there was a lot of good counters i to me the moment that sticks out the most is it's kind of they're, when they're setting up the finish he hits the panama sunrise goes for the pin jungle boy kicks out Adam Cole kind of loses his shit, and then that's that then reaction put, was one of the best reactions I've seen. Yep. Adam Cole get. and then he puts that snare trap on Adam Cole, and it's just like, oh shit, yeah, that that finish. And then I mean, yeah, let's let's get into the promo after a little bit. Uh, the Super Elite minus Don Callis makes their way to the ring. We got the Good Brothers, Young Bucks, Nakazawa, Cutler, and Omega. Carl Anderson taking the mic to start. I, I thought was a nice little change of pace. Machine gun. And then they go to hand the mic to Nakazawa and everyone's chanting CM Punk. They <laughs> uh, have nothing to say. <laughs> like, yeah. And then uh, pretty much just... Ribbon get, Nakazawa. Yeah. <laughs> I think even at one point, Cutler grabs the mic and says, yeah! You know, just... I know. That's why I, promo felt like a rib on CM Punk. I, like. I absolutely love the Stooges of the Super Elite. I love it, man. It It is so fun to me. Dude, I gotta say, so when CM Punk on the commentary made fun of the being the, be the elite song, I got a pop out of me. I'm yes, not gonna lie. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so that kind of sets up uh, Daniel Bryan 
or he, you know, Brian Danielson comes out saying no balls and Kenny has no balls chance. Like greatest nickname in wrestling. No balls. Kenny. Yeah. It just kind of furthers no this storyline yeah. a little bit. I don't know where the end picture of this is. Cause I think we'll talk about our, some of our predictions for next week with this ladder match, but I think next week there might be moving on a little bit from this story. We'll see. My prediction for the ladder match is someone's going to take a ridiculous bump that's going to like potentially end their career. It's probably going to be, isn't Moxley in the match? Yeah, it's going to be him. <laughs> prediction, death. All right. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is something I love that they've, we've kind of under, we're understanding the, the format of the show lately right now, right? Mm-hmm. Instantly from commercial, what happens? Tony Schiavone's standing there with the Lucha Bros. Andrade interrupts him. This was a little strange. This was cool because he points to the Triple A tag titles and he says he has guys who will take them away from them. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I-, I was gonna. I meant to do this, and I'm gonna do it after this show. I'm gonna look at uh, tag teams in Triple in the Triple A right now, tag division, because I he probably does have friends in that tag division. You know what I mean? Like Andrade is. I have always been such a big fan of him. I love going back to him and his feud with Johnny Gargano. And I just unlimited potential with this guy. And I'm glad yeah. they're they're getting this influx of new talent and not doing the same thing with each and every single one of them. They all are doing something different. I think the interesting thing about that is I I, I will tell you right now, it being about the triple A tag titles and like it instantly makes me more interested. I'm sorry about the cat, everyone. She's being an absolute psychopath right now. Hey, but if she wasn't um, being a psychopath, she'd be a good kitty. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm trying not to. Would you stop? Uh, anyway. Um, I was, I'm, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that instantly made, me more, instantly made me more interested in the feud or the feud and like the whatever this is going to be. Um, yeah, because obviously that means it's you know the talent sharing stuff is just getting further and further. So we're gonna have another tag team that's gonna potentially show I believe up. Kenny Omega is still the AAA champion, really. And, <laughs> that's kind of funny, yeah, because Kenny at one point was doubting that was you know daunting that belt, the impact belt, AEW belt. He was Kenny all belts. Um, moving <laughs> on to Dynamite, we get our match between Matt, Mar- uh, Matt Martin, Matt Tidell, and Dante Martin versus Cody Rhodes and Shoddy Lee Johnson. Garrett, this is my first time uh, really diving into Lee Johnson. I, I remember seeing Malachi Black, you know, kick his head off. Mm-hmm. But did he did he stick out to you at all? You know, something that stuck out to me is when he yanked Cody back and tagged himself in. I like that aggressiveness. Um, I actually thought he worked a pretty good match. The parts that he was in, um, yeah. I I I think he's uh, got some talent in there. I I think he's probably. I mean, I have no idea how green he is, um, but. He shows – you can clearly see – I mean, even if it's all just for the character, you can see he's taking in the coaching from Arn Anderson. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, anyone that's a wrestler should listen to Arn Anderson. Like, absolutely. Like, and Dante Martin is making people look like a million bucks already. Dante, oh, yeah. This – I really think that, like, there is no limit for his – for where he can hit in this business. He's going to be the next giant, like super like spot guy. That's going to like, he already seems like he's into it. Cause like he's doing crazy bumps already. Like in just and regular so TV matches. Like, yeah. Like, what was it? There was one specific spot. I can't even think of what it was that he hit like out of nowhere in the middle of the match. Like this most recent match that was on. Maybe it was this uh, big missile drop kick that he kind of, he stutters with it. 
Um, no, it was to the out. It was like maybe it was that like was it a moon south to the, to the outside? Yeah, that thing where I don't even know what that thing was. It was wild, like because it was not expected, and it was yeah, that was a great, that was a great spot. But like I, I'd be Dante down Martin is Joker. Ooh, <laughs> we'll talk about what that's going to be in a minute. But it, that would be a cool surprise. <laughs> yeah, dude, that dude. It, show them that you're in, that you know. Show them that you're paying attention to who's getting over based on what they're doing. You yeah. know, like. That would be a great way to do it, you know? And then we immediately go to commercial, and then we jump right back into John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen with Sting, hell of a group, facing Bear Country and a freelancer, Anthony Green. We talked about last week on the show that it's it was awesome seeing him on the dark uh facing FTR. I believe he's he, to me, he's a two oh five guy that two oh five live guy that just never got the right he was in the worst era that he possibly could have been in the pandemic era and 205 live was just the ultimate B show. And he never got a chance to really, you know, expand off of that. And I love seeing him freelance. Um, you know, we'll talk about Bobby fish freelancing a little later. I love that they're doing this. Anthony green's not signed. Will he sign in the future? I, I hope so. Yeah. But I mean, it was um, kind of funny to see like the whole thing with it being like that the other two just literally left him out to dry, like because like yeah, they, they just they needed a third a guy in the tag match. You know what I mean? Like, yep, dude. Literally, you uh, could say, yeah, we just picked up, we hit up some independent wrestler that we know. That's it, you know. Literally, and you know what my favorite part of this was? Like the guy just like was chilling, you know, selling the match, and then for some reasons they wanted Sting to drop the Scorpion Death Drop, and he just gave it to him. I, okay, yeah, you know, it's got to be awesome hell? for him, man. That was just a fun little, uh, fun little whatever match, but it's nice to see that stuff. Sting hitting Sting. that was kind of the highlight. I really like that. It was so funny. I was like, "Why is this? Ha- I don't care that this is happening." When he set it up, I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay with this," you know. <laughs> and then, but Garrett, it finally happens. Okay, the moment we've all been waiting for: the 16 man tag team match. Oh God! <laughs> Orange Cassidy in the Dark Order. I don't know if this match actually worked. I'll, I'll give it Hardy, that credit. I think the. Yeah, and I think the story is not really – yeah. First, the Hardy family office, them all out there. As we've talked about every week, the Hardy family office really only fucking loses. Yeah. All they do is That's lose, Matt man. Hardy's job. All they do is lose. <laughs> but we knew they were going to yeah. lose this. But It was like this in TNA too. <laughs> yeah. They went to – this is Brody Lee's – you know, it's his hometown, negative ones out there. And the story of this really is negative one – was was there at ringside when the match started, and then you kind of see him. He runs away when they start fighting. And Garrett, I want to believe he ran back to grab his mom, and he grabbed <laughs> Anna Jay. He grabbed Tay Conti. He hits. He's got the papers in his hands, and he smacks Evil Uno with the papers. Yep. Garrett, that puts such a smile on my face. Seeing negative one Brody Lee Jr. doing what Brody Lee did, smacks him over the head with the papers. The women mm-hmm. and the son reunite the Dark Order. They come back, they're all fired up, and this this was a beautiful way to do it. I actually really like this rather than Hangman bringing them back together. Seeing the paper, the paper gimmick back, this 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 felt very wholesome. It's a fun story that we've seen play out over the past few weeks. That yep. now hopefully we can move on to something else. I I think that it was a really nice like through line through this show. It's a feel know? good story because we were heading into this, you know, um into this show, you know, people obviously were going to be emotional about Brody Lee 
you know, given the nature. And so it's like, I, I glad, I'm glad they just leaned into that instead of trying to battle the crowd on that. Cause sometimes it is better to just accept what you have to do and just go with it. Like, yeah. Um, you know, like, especially because like, nobody's, nobody's not feeling that way about how Brody was. I mean, like, what was it? Like, and we all uh, want to root for the dark order for him. And it jumped too far ahead, but in like one of the segments that got shown back, like the, the off TV segment or whatever, during the, on, uh, on the lead up to, uh, uh, Bruce, the top or whatever. Yeah. Uh, segment like even, even Sammy Guevara is acknowledging how relevant to his, that title. You know what I mean? Like, so absolutely and it's, like it's 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 the through line of all of all of the wrestling this week was was Brody Lee and it's just a beautiful thing you know so it feels great to know that after he's passed he's getting all this love and respect that he it, it, he deserves and it's, it's kind of tragic he, he never really got to achieve what he wanted to achieve with the dark order you know what I mean like I think I really think if he if they if that story was still going he, they probably could have done him for the world title Oh, and for sure. That was that was the hottest. They could have had him holding the world title. Whoever his yeah. like singles guy was, I'm not sure who that would be given out of the group because we don't, didn't really get to see anybody have a run I like think, that. I'm guessing AEW would have picked ten. And I, I want to touch on that. Uh, ten to me stuck out again in this match. Oh yeah, ten is such a good singles wrestler, and obviously, I mean Orange Cassidy, but of the Dark Order, I, I'm press ten. Vance is really sticking out to me. All right. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Dark Order gets the win after they uh, reunite. And then yep. we have a new member of All Elite Wrestling right after this, Garrett. Leo Rush. How do you feel about this? So I remember everything that I've seen from Leo Rush on television of any like any variety has been great. And I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, every every like two days, I swear, I, s- I send you a text saying, how the hell did... The WWE let so much top talent just walk out of their doors. Like I understand yeah. they lost a lot of money, but like, hoarded for a long time and then just said, you know what? Now we can cut. Now this we don't care anymore. A few years back with TNA too, where they had held so much talent for so long and they just did not have the money to pay the contracts out, so they just you know let a lot of people go. You know, and it didn't make yeah. TNA into a better company, but it it probably saved TNA from being bankrupt at the time. You know, like. Um, like, yeah, yeah I don't know, like, remember, because that's when Corgan came in and all that, like, so, like, um, the owl, fuck that owl, speaking of Matt Hardy, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> but anyway, um, I love the, seeing uh, him here, man, and that was a really, you know what's crazy, Charlie, and this is what I was just thinking, that is what, like, launched a lot of stuff that ended up happening on Impact, like, Broken Matt Hardy came not long after that, like, several other things that happened on Impact that ended up being significant, like, that, Bobby Lashley uh, that invented like the cinematic match. That's where the cinematic match was like invented. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this. Like anyway, like good stuff. But yeah, I I will say I think there's a couple guys in AEW that I can't wait to see Leo face. Okay, and, and I kind of hope. How do I say this? I kind of hope they protect Leo a little bit and not let him wrestle too often. Kind of like what they're doing with Andrade in a way, because Leo is working New Japan uh, strong. Okay. And so I think I would just, I would hold, I would be careful with him. I think Leo is uber fucking talented. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just picturing some of the matches in my head right now, him against Dante Martin, who we've been talking up. Oh, my God. Give me him versus Adam Cole, Jungle Boy, Brian Danielson. (laughs) There's so many. 
uh cm punk yeah hangman i mean the list goes on Kenny. and i think i think you could get away with it and you could really you could protect him tag him with somebody put him against the bucks i'm saying I'm, I'm yeah up with three i mean here. there's so you many know, things like, gosh oh tag him with with dante martin oh my goodness <laughs> holy whoa i mean leo rush was matt sidell i'd be i'd buy into that too whoa tag partner oh the right to be the tag partner oh <laughs> FTR. Tag team on the line. <laughs> we then cut to a. We're in promo hour at this point. We get three of them in a row from Leo, and then we cut to FTR. It's just a little quick, you know. They're back on track, which they needed to say because they took a couple L's. And then another Dan Lambert promo that just. I was over Dan Lambert talking, but I liked hearing Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page talking. Ethan Page, sounded dude, he great. beat the what chant? Yeah, <laughs> he sounded great. He killed the what chant, and then he just absolutely like annihilated that promo. I I, I thought that was like his like coming out party right there. He I'm just perfectly like, okay if these guys are some of the next ones to challenge the uh, Lucha Bros. They beat FTR, or no, no, they beat Jericho and Hager. And you know, let I'm cool if it's these guys up next. Yeah. I think they're fun. And then Garrett, your favorite uh, Penelope Ford and the Bunny versus Anna J and Tay Conti. Yo, what? What is the bunny? <laughs> uh, fun little match. Um, Anna J and Tay Conti picking up the dub again. I hope she doesn't get offended if she ever sees. I don't. I'm not disrespecting. I just. I didn't. Uh, the bunny is such little... a weird g- gimmick for a wrestling name. I'm sorry. It just, it like... <laughs> no, no, it's awesome. Um, Anna J and Tay Conti have matching ring gear. This we kind of knew that this is kind of the culmination of this little feud. I'm glad we're getting a, a women's food that's outside of the title. And we're getting a couple right now. So they're finally picking up on that. And I'm glad. You have all these great, talented women. I, I'm, I love seeing them work like this. Um, Yeah, Anna Jay, again, I'm so glad she's back. She's been yeah. crushing it since she came back. Yeah, I wasn't super impressed. Like, there was, like, a tag match or whatever. Like, I, it was okay. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm... Perfectly fine. It's a quick little, you know, perfectly fine for what it is. Just kind of gets him over. And yeah. Jay Conti can wrestle good as a team, but there's no uh, women's tag titles yet. Can I just say that as much as I like that, women's tag titles need to be like, I feel like you need to have a really large women's roster, which nobody who's ever tried them has ever had for some reason. Like Right. They never, they never, what I think you should do, and nobody ever does this if we're launching the titles, is like actually establish a couple of teams, like, and some factions, like you have in the men's division, you know? Like, so, because they could start the trio's titles right now. There's enough factions, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like, couldn't it start? I don't think you could start, I think there's enough tag teams. I don't think there's enough for you to have like a division full of teams. And then if you're just tagging a bunch of random people together, like WWE did. It's gonna fall flat for me, you know, like like the current champions, um, Nikki Cross and uh, Rhea Ripley, just randomly thrown together on Raw. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, I guess they're both from Europe, like yeah. Literally, you know? they cut a promo for that Connor's cure, and then next thing I know, they won the title. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we get a promo for uh, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and or er, and Thunder Rosa, which is on Rampage. MJF comes out. Carrot every every week FGS sets the world on fire with another promo. 
Oh, this man's going to go to hell one day and it's going to be <laughs> glorious. I mean, he just, he is scorched earth, man. This guy does not give a what shit. What happened to MJF as a child, man? Like, how did he, yeah, I know. That's a good one. Like, <laughs> there's a couple really good lines. Out of all the cons in pro wrestling, you're definitely in the top two, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> as as Nick Khan's been all over the all over the news those past couple months for not the best reasons. Oh. MJF's got Bruce Pritchard on speed dial. Of him like having the raw the guy who runs raw on speed dial. Um <laughs> The so, irony of that is MJF is so AEW for life. It's kind of disgusting, you know. Like, it, 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 he's his career was made there. I don't think he's going anywhere. You know what I mean, like, yeah. Um, he, he's pretty much talking about the pillars of AEW, and he's saying Jungle Boy, Sammy, Darby, and himself. And he's beating those all of them except for Darby. Which, you know, if that's how we're starting the feud, hey, whatever. I'm cool with it. I, dude, they're, they're, they'll have a fun time together. And Garrett, <laughs> how do they start this off together? Uh, he calls him a school shooter, mime-looking kid. <laughs> that does, was pretty good, but what he says next is just like un, is just insane. Like, because like I, I mean, he I'm goes, sure it's been been he goes brought into up. Why before. Darby Allen is straight edge, and that's because when he was a kid, he got into an accident. And his uncle died that night, and how it was the wrong person that died. <laughs> My God, MJF like, is scorched earth. I there's one of these times someone's not going to be ready for what he says, man. Like I understand they're all professionals, but like some people in the professional wrestling business are not. You know, like yeah, there's going to be like I think he needs to just. That's why I think he's going to stay where he is because I. If he tried to do that in the WWE, there would be someone that would actually pop up, like because they don't they don't have the best people there, you know. Like they'd actually deck him. Yeah. Um, this was anyway. almost my favorite of the week. It was almost there. Yeah, no, that's it was uh, that segment was up there for me too. But I wanted to, I I try to make mine matches as much as I can because if I enjoyed a really good match, like. Oh, you, of course. Most of the, it's not that there wasn't great matches on the weeks that we, we we picked promos. It's just that they were building up to the, you know, they were coming off the pay-per-view. So, like, they don't want to do the run every match back thing, you know, like. Oh, um, yeah. So, they just, they booked a lot of promos. And they, there were some really good promos on that episode. So, you know, like, on those episodes. So, like, um, but anyway. Our, our main event, we get the TNT championship match. Miro defending against Sammy Guevara. This Did we have a star is, rating on this match? I don't know if we do yet. We'll we'll look into that. We'll, yeah, if we have an update on that, we might bring it back up later. Probably not. But um, this was, it was this was fun, man. Miro looks great. It was nice seeing him not just wrestle someone that we know is gonna he's gonna destroy in two and a half minutes. Oh yeah, and so much so that Miro actually fucking lost the title. This, I think this is the right move. This is the right way, call. Yes. Um, not just for giving Sammy the title. I think he deserves that. I think it's and it's a good and it's the TNT title. And I think it's good to have a babyface TNT champion. Um, but I think that um, one we we were talking about this. Miro does not need the title. That, no, that character does not need the title. And now you open up the possibility of 
Miro versus Kenny or something like that, you know, down the road. Like yeah. Miro versus whoever ends up taking the title off Kenny. You know Maybe what I mean? Like, Miro could be our Joker, for example, if they wanted to ooh, start man. throwing him in right Imagine away. Set that up for like the next like big show. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Like he, I would, you know what? I'll be the first to say it. I would be 100% okay with the heel versus heel program for the world title. Like, Same. I feel like it's not been done in a while. When was the last time that even happened that we can remind? I don't think it's happened recently that I can remember other than like New Japan. Like, um, yeah, been a little bit. Uh, so this, the way this match ends, I think that's the most important here. Uh, Fuego del Sol hits the ropes, distracts Miro. Sammy then hits uh, Miro with a swinging DDT, and then he hits the GTH pretty much immediately. And then Sammy goes and finish it, finishes it with the 636 Centon. Beautiful. And Sammy covers and wins the TNT Championship. I like how they, they tried to do the gimmick of like, oh, I'm going to take the turnbuckle off. But like everybody that's ever watched wrestling knows like it's not the turnbuckle part that you stand on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least not in AEW. Like other turnbuckles, yeah, that might actually be a problem. But like I feel like those are designed for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But all in all, Garrett, uh, fun show. I thought it was a, it was a easy show to yeah. watch. You know, we this. had stuff all throughout it. I Look. watched this in one sitting. Like I, yeah, I, absolutely. There you go. I didn't. I didn't pause it at all. Sometimes I will. I, sometimes I'll do that when I'm watching something like that. I don't have to like, you know, because I, I, I oh, don't yeah. watch. Uh, I don't watch Dynamite live usually. I usually catch it like the day or next day after, just because like I prefer to be able to sit down and watch it. And like, if I need to get up and use the bathroom or something, I can. Like, as I just, I just learned this recently. It. We don't have a cable box anymore, so I don't actually have the ability to record it on my uh, my TV. So, oh, there you there, <laughs> that uh, checks so, out. So, good thing that the <laughs> world has invented other ways to watch wrestling. You know, like yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I got that. You, you know, we got it all hooked up. Yeah, um, buddy. But yeah, all in all, good show. It's um, a rampage. rampage. And Rampage, like we were talking about before, Garrett, it kicks straight off with a match again. Keep this trend going. Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson. How do you, how, what stuck this out was almost my favorite segment this week. I mentioned yeah, it was yeah. the toss-up. Uh, this was the other match that I was thinking about putting. Um, I really enjoyed this match. This match has had the best in-ring psychology that I've seen on AEW so far, other than like Punk versus like Darby or something along those lines, like where they were just really going for that sort of like, anyway, that sort of long drawn out. Brian Danielson is such a perfectionist and little things he does, just taking his move, turning it into another. Uh, before we started recording, the thing that I said was like, you can really see how much of a stranglehold they had him in of like what moves he could do and what he wasn't allowed to do. And like, yeah, clearly some weird philosophy about wrestling and not using certain moves that he did. And like, I don't know why they turned him into such like a, an early Daniel Bryan in WWE did have some of this like fire to him. But like toward the end, they really stripped a lot of this stuff away that he does, you know, like. Like that, I don't think we ever saw that cattle mutilation like hardly at all in WWE. Like, I don't if it think was, we it must have been very rare occasions. <laughs> and they probably didn't call it that name. They probably called it something else. Like, no. Um, I yeah. So, so like, I there's so many like, the just the aggressiveness with which he throws knees and strikes. Like he's wrestling strong style again. This is insane. Like. I think he wants his chest to turn into ground beef every single match. Yes, and it, and more power to him. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like you were saying, Brian Anderson uh, wins via submission from the cattle mutilation. 
beautiful name. Great. It's a great submission. It looks painful. Like, Oh, and uh, I want to touch on this real quick. After Sammy won the AEW TNT title, mm-hmm. he then they, they say this. This is a genius idea, by the way. They say on the first commercial of Roads to the Top, Sammy Guevara will speak live. <laughs> yeah. It's like, son of a bitch. That's how they're going to do this. And what does Sammy do in their first one ever of Roads to the Top? He calls out Bobby Fish. Yeah. I love Bobby Fish, man. What a feel-good brother. And Fish says uh, the AWTNT championship will look real good with his mustache. So <laughs> I'm down with that. Um, after this match, the Elite came down to check on Nick, which then sets up, you know, the other guys running down. Kind of just sets up our match for Dynamite next week, the 4v4, which I'm, I'm sure will kick ass. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, there's some. I was like, at the end of Rampage, they were running through all the stuff. I was like, wow, this is gonna be a fun. Sh-. Like every every Rampage, I've left thinking, man, next week's card looks really good. Like, which <laughs> the shows are very very consistent right now. And I don't mind when they do like see, and people will probably call me a hypocrite for this if they ever go back and listen to any of the old stuff we ever did. But like, because I used to constantly complain about like this formatted stuff where it's the same thing every time. If it's good and it's not boring, it's if it's fine. a good format, we'll all buy into it. But if it's this weird, like we're gonna do the same exact thing, like I could literally schedule out what exactly the show's matches and everything were going to be. I had a template because it was always the same. You could go segment by segment and it was almost always the same. You just had to move things around occasionally. Like, yeah, you can't do it's, that with AEW because they will throw in a promo or throw in a backstage segment or they will throw in like, like the Tony Schiavone interview is a great way to break up the monotony of like matches and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And on rampage, we got our, our Mark, our Mark, uh, Mark Henry interviews, you know, they oh, kinda, yeah, they break them up. So it's a good, yeah. it's a good and we, we break down, you know, movies and all this other stuff together if you guys are ever interested in that we got ve movie news it's over on youtube Vasoki entertainment cheap plug where we break down a whole bunch of shit <laughs> a whole bunch of shit exactly yeah. and uh we could get a quick vignette for ricky starks who just says he's simply built different that at garrett that pop <laughs> i'm simply built different that's so good we get a cm punk video package the main thing from this is Whoever decides to step up, just know that when you do, nap time is on the menu. Yep. Do you have a dream person in mind who you'd like to step up next? Maybe oh. Leo Rush? Um, no, no, no. I just thought I threw I threw Punk out as a, a possible opponent earlier just because like uh everybody that fights this punk is basically a dream match. Um but yeah, give me give me I, a dream I, opponent next and then who you think it could be. So okay. Um I think uh, I'm gonna give my one I think I'm, I'm gonna do that in reverse order because okay. I know who yeah, I think it'll, I, it'll be. I think um, that he is going to probably – I'm actually going to give a name here because I don't – it's hard for me to quantify this because it's such a specific thing. But, like, I think it'll be, like – actually, I know. I do know who I think I think he's going to go to next because he's said his name in a couple of interviews. I think he's going after Jungle Boy next. Um, okay, and, and we were kind of discussing. I think this match next week is going to break up that feud. Yep. Okay. So uh, – yeah, I could see, I could see that being. If you think about it, now that you said that too, I think that might be the direction that they're going. I'm um, totally cool with that because I could so see Jungle Boy being the like, because you know, similar like, 
Like they just, they're not the traditional look. They're not the traditional style. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like, but also, maybe that's the dream match. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe I did it correctly for you there. Okay, maybe that's my dream opponent. I actually don't know if that's the direction they're going to go because, like, yeah, yeah. It could be a little bit down the road. It could be a little bit down the road, but I think his immediate next opponent for television going forward. It's hard to say because I really like for me. There's so many people I want to see him like see him face. Like I'd like to see him run it back with Danielson. I'd love to see him face Kenny Omega. I'd Danielson, love to see him. To me, face. is my dream match. I can tell yeah. you that right now. Yeah, but I've seen that match, so I know how good that's going to be. Oh, definitely. Like, like, my so guess I, for who he's going to run into next. I don't think they're going to do MJF next. No, I've I think that's, that's going to be a big time feud when that happens. That might be for a world title, honestly. Like, yeah. I honestly think it's going to be Sean Spears. Ooh. Sean Spears, he lost that match to Darby Allen a couple weeks ago. We haven't seen him since. Okay. So, okay. you know, I'm thinking that's my guess for the direction anyways. That makes sense. I, I would love to see that. Um, a little bit of chairman versus good old chick magnet punk, yeah, you know. That's, like It's just a – you're pulling shit out of the fucking wind. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I think it's going to be a young guy who's up and coming. Who that's why I went immediately to Jungle Boy, who's needs. Jungle who Boy makes total sense to over. me. Maybe maybe um, they run. I mean, if Ricky Starks didn't cut this promo uh, at the end of it, he kind of talked about he's different than Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. I would I would still guess Ricky Starks, which yeah maybe it will be, and he'll fucking that'll be great for Starks as a comeback. Like feud, you got the hiccups now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to come back and feud with with, with CM Punk, that'll be incredible. Yeah, um, that yeah, takes I mean, us to. Uh, you got anything else? No, I was just gonna say, like, I I think it's crazy that you could pretty much name anybody on the roster. Oh, you know what would also be incredible? Adam Page. Oh, dude. If that's yeah, if like, that's the, route they go, dude, I'm I, in. I'm, like even just for a TV match, like I don't care. Like definitely. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it sets up our women's triple threat, which they've been, um, they've been pumping up now, man. I, I really like this. I love. I I like Jade Cargill. I like Thunder Rosa. Nyla Rose has been much better to me with Vicky Guerrero than she was before. I thought. I think the match to me was fine. Um, I don't know if we needed another weapons finish, but I think the story here, Jade pinned Thunder Rosa. We were talking about last week debating who she who she might pin. We kind of figured Jade would win, just because yeah. Jade is is on fire right now. And I said then I was like, I hate this because they're pushing Thunder Rosa like to the moon right now. And Thunder Rosa and could still technically face Brit next. I don't. I mean, yeah, technically, but I mean, like the thing that bothers me about this is that you you give what you could have just had this not be a match. I mean, it was fine, but like, here's my problem with it is like. We talked about this last week. It's you're you're pinning the person you're trying to, and I know one loss doesn't matter, right? And like we're no, we yeah. all like wrestling a stage, we all know. And this that, is like, this is the loss you can take. It's just it's so three, annoying it's to me when powerhouse top five contenders. When you it's basically book yourself a into a corner like this, like why even book the match if you have to beat somebody who's on the rise? When whereas you, if she would have done this to Chris Statlander, who just lost her title match, we'd still take it as seriously. We'd still buy into it. It's yeah, just like, a I, just as credible opponent. And you can still have Nyla Rose be in the match. And it's like, I, 
Yeah, and I, and I like the way that they took Nyla Rose out of the match. She tried to do something and it ended up backfiring, and, but just Thunder Rosa wasn't able to capitalize. But like anybody else could have been in that spot and done the same thing. And it might have even given them a little bit of a boost, depending on who that was, because we know Thunder Rosa is getting a push right now. Yeah. Whoever that could have been might have gotten a little boost out of it for power bombing it. Well, maybe they wouldn't have been willing to do the spot. But I mean, like, I, don't, I don't know if Jade's going to be the one to face Britt next. I, it feels a little too soon still. But in the way so, that they're dealing Britt right now, like, I don't know that she would win the title. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously I, yeah. you can't beat her, but like, could you, can you take it off Britt that quickly? Like, after I, like, yeah. and I, I hope not without even running back to what we just got, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause that's what we want to do with clearly whoever she faces next isn't winning. Cause they're setting up for their, or I guess they could do a non-title feud with Britt, but I mean like, yeah. I and mean, we'll just have to see. But it seemed um, like they were setting up it being Brit being versus Ruby again. The Carlos like, Sheeta still a chance. They they were really pumping up that next week. Yeah, fifty wins. Yeah, How about that. So good for her. I mean, she's great. So she she's kind of been nicknamed like your uh, your cornerstone of the women's division. Whereas if you beat her, you can. That's kind of like your. She's your thumb, the gatekeeper. Your thumbs ah. up that you're like moving exactly. Your old. She's old, she's the female Dolph Ziggler. Female. Yeah, that was exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, man, a couple years ago. That was the badge of honor. He beat Ziggler. All right. Baron became that for a while, too. Mr. Happy Corbin. (laughs) By the way, man, just side note, I I think they're doing the Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose treatment, or John Moxley treatment. I think they know it's his last couple months. You can kind of feel the vibe. Kevin Steen? And I think Kevin Steen will be all you think Sam, Isn't Sammy locked up on like a five-year deal or something? I don't know, but yeah, Sammy gets a bunch of cool programs still. Kevin is just, now they've got him with Happy Corbin and Riddick Moss, who's been renamed to Mad Cap Moss. <sighs> but for some reason, that guy's so talented, he makes it work. I just never really liked him in the ring that much. It's just, it's just a terrible name. Like yeah, He's got charisma for days, but... I'll tell you what, man. Did you see? Okay, hold on. There's side some serious Moxley side note side note. Did you see what they renamed Keith Lee? Yes, the Bearcat. I like it. I do too. Keith Lee, man. I I, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. I, and I'm so glad that uh, that he's getting pushed to the yeah, moon. Yeah, that's kind of the yeah. route they're going. Yep. Um, Kind of takes us to our next point of former Aleister Black. Mr. Malachi Black, uh, he's... Gets a little segment here. I love these. I love these vignettes because every single one of them benefits the character. Yes. He's he hopes the black mist, which was from his heart. Fucking A, I love it. He spit <laughs> at Cody Rhodes, eats him alive, and consumes the nightmare family. Garrett, he will continue to collect the toll as he moves to other souls. <laughs> yes. What what a what a guy. He's just like what a, what a this. We were when he was in NXT. We were sitting there like, "Oh, this guy's the future." And for some reason, they didn't push him for a while. They just kept having him beat people on on uh, takeovers, you know. And which was, was fine because he was putting on like f- four, f- four and a half star matches with like everybody on the roster. But like, didn't he have a match with Andrade at one point that was like incredible? Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like anyway, like he probably faced everybody that was on the roster at the time. But still, like, um, yeah, and so like. We've always been like singing this guy's praises, and like when he got, like, I guess he was starting to get like a good push, 
Um, like the yeah. last big thing he did was the Rollins thing. Obviously, still Carl still carries a scar from that. You know what I mean? Like, oh um, man, I I love how they kept that too. This guy, man, there's something he knows and he cares about the business so much that he was able that he did that to his new I remember character. You were following him when he was on the indie scene too, before he signed with NXT. Tommy End, like, man, I first saw him in PWG. He and he successfully won the PWG tag title this weekend with Brody King. By the way, congrats ooh. to him for that. I'm sure that's that's a great feeling because. Oh, All yeah. those guys love PWG. Everybody, you, everybody, you, pretty much everybody on the AEW roster has worked for PWG at this point, and like it's everybody that's worked with PWG talks about it being like one of the best experiences, like because it's like or like loving it because it's just such a like they love yeah. working. That and Dante style. Martin also won in his PWG debut, so claps for him. Um, Dante Martin is slowly taking it over, man. <laughs> he is. He is. Oh, uh, we get a quick uh, Sammy Guevara saying he's going to send Bobby Fish's ass straight to hell with his, you know, as we call it, his GTH, his go to hell. That quick little fun. And then we start getting some casino ladder match announcements. Pac, Andrade, Moxley, and Archer are in the ladder match. Two more participants, which we get later in the night, and the Joker. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, these are, this, there's so much Someone's okay. taking a bump to don't someone's dying. <laughs> someone's dying. Yes. Um, main event interview segment. Garrett, the first time I saw these, this segment with Mark Henry, I wasn't feeling it. Now that it's becoming kind of the tradition of rampage that the main event gets a little live interview before they go out. I'm actually, it's growing on me. I like, I like that orange Cassidy just no sold it. He just walked out. <laughs> he said, fuck this. I'm not doing this live bullshit. It was that gimmick. To the fucking T. <laughs> and Jack Evans, man, it's like, what? I didn't, what? Why? What? I know. I know. You know what? Dude, this is um, dawned on me. What's that? If Punk doesn't go after Spears next, I would not be surprised if it's some of the HFO and potentially Jack Evans. He's going to have a new you know, shaved head I was head thinking now. that young up-and-coming guy that's like... It could be somebody like Orange Cassidy. Like, whoa, dude, you know, Orange Cassidy for the full gear. Oh, okay, yeah. Have him run somebody else on television for a few weeks, and then yeah, run that, run that at the paper. Give me that at full okay. gear, dude. Our main event is the hair versus hair. We knew who was winning, but it was still fun. I love seeing Jack Evans in the main event. I've I've been a Jack Evans guy, as we always talk about. The Hardy Family office loses again. But that's okay. If you lose, they were deleted. Deleted. <laughs> if you lose and you still make it work, it is. It's wrestling. It's the business. You're still in the main yeah. event. Jack Evans has not gotten a single push since he's been here. But I'm hoping maybe he's taking those lumps, he'll get. He'll get his he'll maybe get with his the shaved head. Yeah, another another PWG guy won the tag title with Andrew Everett plenty of times, and I'm hoping this 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 might lead to something else. What do you think of this main event, Garrett? How, how were you feeling about it? And you were kind of talking about up Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is my favorite thing on AEW right now. Um, okay. That's Whoa. not CM Punk. I like it. Uh, so this has been, I've been kind of, I waited to say that too for a couple of weeks because I wanted to make sure nothing else was going to catch my attention. Um, and I remember seeing, and people are going to give me crap because like I used to complain about the young bucks all the time, making fun of the wrestling business and hating it and hating. I hate I, you can, you can ask Charlie. I literally hated the young bucks for years because I just couldn't stand it. Like, 
Yeah, it was just a mindset. I was not a fan. I, re- I respected them as wrestlers, but I did not care. I did not care for them at, at all. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I've come around on that. But, like, um, Orange Cassidy, to me, does it in a way, functionally, that works. And I just buy into it as a character. And I don't know, okay. something about the guy's look. If a guy has a look and a believable character, sometimes I just buy in. I can't think of the last time that I really did this, like, unreasonably like with a wrestler but like there was a time it might have been cm punk where i just i got caught up in it like and i'm like yeah this is absolutely what i want to see right now you want to see everything they do you want to see every match you want to see every segment it's just yeah you're into that i know actually i know the last guy i rationally wanted it's scorpio sky actually is an aw but like but also like because i love scorpio sky's look but like um yeah i mean other than other than that like yeah i mean like i I'm just I'm bought in at this point. I want them to push him more. I wish the other people that are watching like it seems like he gets some crap from some people because of the way he doesn't like always like if he does too much now it's almost a problem. I think they should just let him do whatever the hell he wants, you know, like just let him keep keep rolling with this. I think I believe he faced Kenny already, so I don't think they're going to run it back. He Jericho put him over, right? In the Mimosa match. And I yep. believe Kenny was the triple threat versus Pac as well. I think maybe that was the full gear last year. Can't remember. Okay. Um. So I, again, maybe we just talked ourselves into this. What if? I, what if Orange Cassidy is CM Punk's next opponent? I could see that being the first guy that Punk puts over. Like you think? Okay. I think it's going to be a little bit. I don't see. That's why I think CM Punk's going to pull pull it out from underneath everybody because you think that, but CM Punk absolutely understands that part of the wrestling business. Where he can, he's he already an established star. He could sell it as he's completely shocked, and maybe that's it. Give it, dude. I, give it a little okay, time. How protected has the Orange Punch been? Because that might give you a little bit of an insight of what I'm talking about. That's a way you can beat a guy like Punk if it's been a protected move for what super a, long. What a fucking great name, by the way. I know. The orange punch. <laughs> yeah. I know. You kind of just popped me with that because I was like, orange punch. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's literally what they call it. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> but um, it's it, it's it's the Superman punch, but, you know. <laughs> the orange punch. Orange Cassidy's a star. Yeah, dude, I, th- I think it's been pretty protected. So maybe that's the way you could, like, maybe it's like a 20-minute war, and that's how he beats him. Like... With maybe a little bit of like not, maybe, eh, no, it has to be clean. But like, yeah, I feel like I get what maybe you're saying. that could be Punk's first guy he puts over. 100%. But I, I agree with you. I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be a while. And I, I think, think it's gonna be like probably at least why we're not months. gonna get some of those. I think that's probably why we're not gonna get some of those bigger matches for a little while. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, even if he doesn't put them over, they're not afraid to stick a Darby Allen out there against him. Powerhouse Hobbs, who's that's only true. lost twice, they're not afraid to do that. I mean, Darby's going to, I think everybody knows Darby's clearly got a lot of inspiration for Punk. So of course he's going to put Punk over, but like, you know, cause this is, if Punk's going to lead to, it's going to be something big. Dude, they have similar paths to in wrestling, by the way. I don't know if you noticed this, but like, they actually are pretty like parallel. It's pretty wild, but that's who he chose as his first opponent. Like pretty cool too. Yeah. So that it, it ends up with, uh. Angelico, his tag partner, tries to save Evans. The Dark Order cuts him off. And then they proceed to shave his head. Chucky T's out there. Wheeler Yuta. Shout out Wheeler Yuta, man. Give me Wheeler Yuta for Stante Martin. That'll be a high flying. <laughs> oh, no. Best. 
Jesus. <laughs> they get the giant best friends in Dark Order hug. All is happy. A go, uh, a nice go home ending feel to a go home ending week with Brody Lee being in uh, Rochester, New York. Um, a couple weeks ago, we reported on some initial rumors that potentially Bray Wyatt was going to debut here. That has since been pushed off. Um, I, but we hey, we got Leo Rush. We got Bobby Fish freelancing. We got. Some other stuff going on. I mean, I, I argued against it before we started the show, but like, I, there is a spot, there is a Joker spot, man. I mean, yes. would that be would that be flat because we've seen kind of flat debuts in the casino matches before for bigger stars? I think I don't think they can mess this up now. But let's let's jump into that. Let's do our overall thumbs up or thumbs down on the week. I think we're both giving it thumbs up. Yeah, I think so. I think there were some segments that were kind of meh, but like that's it, it's AEW. It's you know, wrestling. Like, it's gonna happen. Uh, next week on our card, we got Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. Shida, I'm sure she'll pick up her, her 50th win in a fun little match. The Elite. The Elite versus Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy. Brian Danielson and Christian Cage. Christian, man, go help out your boy Edge, dog. What's going on? Yeah, what the hell? Why are you letting <laughs> Seth break into his house? Thank God it wasn't Arn Anderson's. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we got the Casino Ladder Match, which... After that match, they added Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy. So, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy, Pac, Andrade El Idolo, John Moxley, and Lance Archer. Plus the Joker. Garrett, we're going to... let's. I, I think the heavy bet here is that the Joker is Mr. Hangman Adam Page. Yep. So, taking that into account, which... which you know, if M, Hangman Adam Page returns here wins this, and then we finally get him versus uh, Kenny at Full Gear. I'm totally down. Yeah, That's a be beautiful a story. They gave, you know, they they did the Christian Cage thing. It was what it was. I think that's ending starting next week. Let's assume, let's let's take him out of this. So we were kind of just talking about that. Who could potentially then be that Joker? Well, oh, do you know what, dude? This just occurred to me just now. Okay. Kenny doesn't want a rematch. Nope. It could be freaking Danielson. Absolutely. It absolutely could. A casino ladder match on AEW Dynamite Anniversary. Yeah, the winner receives a world title match. Hey. I, I hadn't even thought about this because like I was like, wait a minute. That's literally the storyline they're booking. That would get you straight into full gear with a title match. You don't I'm have to cool necessarily do page yet. I do think that I agree with you. It probably will be Adam Page, but like I... Yeah, just, I, just playing devil's advocate. We can take other names just for our hypothetical. I mean, I, thought, I, I think it'd be an interesting spot to debut uh, Leo Rush also. Like, actually just in-ring, just throw him out on t- TV I'd like that. I'd be very, very happy with Leo Rush. Um, and he's going to take some bumps in a lot of matches. You know what I mean? So, like, yep. Um, I, I, yeah, I would love to see that. Um, the other people, I mean, dude. I like, don't mind seeing people that have been picking up victories. I think either. it'd be kind of... I think just for the pop, it'd kind of be funny if it was if we just got a cult of personality pop, you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's a million people you can put in this. Like, um, hell, there could be an unknown debut that nobody knows about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I kind of think it'll be. Honestly, like, I it, this just, could be a you know, let's uh, we got a whole a list of people that were that are now cleared. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, some you people just go through that list really quickly. Actually, yeah, we had Alex Zane who has gone to Impact and he's also wrestling in New Japan Strong. So I don't think it's going to be Zane, although I would fucking love it. I'm a big fan of the Sauce, Mister Alex Zane. Okay. Um, 
TJP, it sounds like he is uh joined Will Ospreay's United Empire. Good for him. Uh, TJP struggled for a couple years there, and now he's clearly back on track. Bobby Fish, uh, back. It looks like he was going to MLW, but maybe AE Dub. Possibly. I'm cool with Although it. Although freelancers are cool too. Yeah. Anthony Green, as we saw this week, Stallion Rogers. He's got some headlines for some other stuff. Um, like I was saying to you actually with Fish too, I'll just add this really quickly. I could see him being a guy because he only worked a couple of years in New Japan. I could see him going back there. Yeah. Um, and then someone we talked about last week, Garrett, this could be the Joker. Mr. Bronson Reed, AKA Jonah Rock, is now open for business. How did they let this guy go? And they signed him to a three-year contract in 2021 and still fired him. But pretty fucked like they up. They knew what they had in him, and they still couldn't. They were like, well, actually, yeah, I guess go ahead. Like, what? Yeah, so, but his his no-complete clause is up, so he's open for business. I'm Again, if, if hypothetically speaking, if this is not Hangman Adam Page, there's a whole list of names. We, we, just, we just listed off Bronson Reed, uh, Leo Rush. CM Punk, Brian Danielson. We were talking about Dante Martin earlier, Ricky Starks. There, the list goes on and on of who you could put in this Joker spot and get a good pop. Uh, there's so many. Hear me out. It. You could throw Cody in this as a heel. Oh, I'll get a good pop. Or a good, like, you know, a good reaction from the you crowd. You could have Cody get the shit kicked out of him. Maybe, maybe that sets up a Cody feud with one of the faces in here. I believe Pac's oh. a face now, so. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah. And then yeah. our last match we have for next week, which we've talked about a couple times, but just to officially say it, Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish for the AWTNT Championship. That is all that is announced on Dynamite. Again, that's four matches that I'm already looking forward to. We know we're going to get more MJF and Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see what happens with Jade and now Britt Baker. So, hey. I... What I'm interested to see with the Darby Allen and uh, MJF stuff is because now MJF has come really into his, his own as a worker, you know? So it'll be really fascinating to see um, like how good that match could just actually be now. You know, like... Because I, it's I, not that MJF it's was a reporter in the ring. I just think that he was green. Not green, but like I think like he just needed some work. He needed to work with some better workers for a long time, you know? Um Absolutely. And, Everybody needs that when they're first like getting their first major shot at, at on TV, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I'm I'm this like it's so stacked. Like I, I'm I'm excited to see who that Joker spot is, man. That's the thing that's got my interest right now. Like, um, yep. our Dynamite anniversary show, I, it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, they could really they really could pull some cool shit on this next show, and I'm. You know, I know there's gonna be some absolutely great wrestling. So, um, considering the trend of opening matches, do you think you think we get another one off the bat? Is oh, that- absolutely. <laughs> do we just open with the elite versus? Do we open with the eight man? I wouldn't I, be mad. Possibly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the thing, the problem with opening with the eight man is it kind of it's a really big blow off. So it's like. Maybe you open the crowd with the bar for the next, well, well, the crowd, yeah. Maybe you open with that because you don't want the crowd to be too, too dead, like for the rest of the show. You know, like um, don't want to risk it. Yeah, I mean, not that AW crowds ever really get silent, but like I feel like even with the NXT style crowd, which is what I like to refer to AEW's crowd as, because it's very much more similar to the full sale crowd that's just super smart. You know, um, 
versus like the general WWE fan. I think that's a pretty good a pretty good way of explaining the differences Definitely. in the crowds. Um, because like they may fill the same amount of seats, but AEW, every one of those people are smart fans. You know, like um, there's probably like most like I would I would have to find the, the demographics of who the WWE crowd is. You know, to, to tell you exactly what all that is made up of. Yeah, so, your kids so and vast, families you know? in comparison to. Yep. Definitely. Oh yeah. Versus your traditional, like more your more internet-y, internet-y, which not that there's not really everyone's internet wrestling fans now, but you know what I mean. Oh like, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it should be a really good, really good couple of shows. Um, is there anything in particular that sticks out to you that you're really wanting that you're like really excited for? A simple man casino. That's to me, it's got my full attention. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, even if it's hangman and, and hangman wins. What if they open with that? fuck it do it it could work let them roll 30 minutes screw it yeah let it yeah dude that would be dude if they gave that match the opening 30 minutes yeah oh my goodness i'm i'm game so yeah i think that'll uh i think that'll do it for us garrett send the people home happy well, yeah, I guess that's this has been Eat Sleep Elite Repeat, uh, you know, and make sure you guys, you know, I forgot to say the shit in the show. Oh, my God, I'm a dumb host. Before we go, before we actually end the show, let me go ahead and tell you guys, you need to go ahead and uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts, go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, make sure that you, you know, like leave a review and uh, like all that stuff, because we're trying to get this podcast pumped out as much as possible um yeah follow subscribe absolutely that stuff as well you know and um, you can always hit us up on twitter yeah i'm at bane duke and uh what's what's your handle again? oh charlie O-H-C-H. it's just an x instead of an a okay anyway so yeah that's pretty much been everything that we have to say um so thank you so much for coming out and listening to the show everybody and we will see you all next time let's fucking roll